0: This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to the Creepy Cannabis Podcast, where we've been gone for 600 years, but we are back to talk all things creepy, cannabis, true crime, paranormal, and weird.
0: And when I say weird, you should prep. It's weird. You should prep. <laughs> you should, if you can't tell by my like, super nasally voice, just prep.
1: Basically, we've had a lot of things come up. Yes.
0: I will, <laughs> I'm going to give some bullet points. After you go over the strain, I'm going to give a quick... Not descriptive blueprint, because some of the stuff is really tragic, but we're just going to breeze through, so you at least know we're not terrible people. And we, we really have. care. Yeah. About ourselves. <laughs> about us. We care about us. And our mental health. So,
1: um, Okay. So, the strain today is called gas cake. Mm? That gas cake. <laughs> not that
0: gas cake.
1: It's a slightly indica dominant hybrid, pretty even split um, by crossing the strain's high octane and jungle cake. Oh. High octane does not sound like it would be anything to do with indica.
0: Yeah. Unless, like, mentally.
1: Honestly, that's probably the Steve-a-leaning <laughs> yeah. Steve parent. But um, the effects of the strain um, are said to make you feel relaxed and happy. Um, it's usually around 22%. Um, this one is a, actually 26% ch uh, CHC. Yep. THC. THC. <clears throat> And, um, it usually has like 1% CBG as well, around 1% CBG. Um, the most dominant terpene is limonene and, um, it has a very sweet, diesel-y, earthy vanilla note.
0: Ooh, I like vanilla.
1: Um, with a gassy diesel overtone. Yeah. Um, but it also kind of smells like sugary vanilla cake and creamy berries. So that's fun.
0: I feel like I would like that.
1: (laughs) And it is a great choice for helping with insomnia, appetite loss, uh, nausea, depression, chronic stress,
0: all of um, the above,
1: as with many strains of cannabis.
0: Honestly, I don't know how I survived so long without it.
1: I didn't, sur- I didn't go very long in my life without it.
0: <laughs> I haven't smoked at all today because I. one of the things that happened is I started a new job. And I, just as a personal preference, I'm not here to knock anybody, but I will not smoke at all when I work. Even, like, with a card, Mm -hmm. with things being, I just get paranoid. I can't Mm -hmm. do it. So, but, you know, a new job is stressful, even when it's, like, something you like. So, I'm coming home every day, but, okay. I'm going to just sprint through (coughs) Mm -hmm. what happened. (laughs) So, you know I have a lot of cats, okay? Mm -hmm. I had five cats, and I had an orange cat named Wonton. Mm -hmm. In a very tragic accident, my beloved pit bull Got overstimulated at the window and he just nipped him. But because he was so big and Juan Tom was so little, he essentially fatally injured him. And so we made the decision to run him right over to the vet and humanely euthanize him because I could instantly tell, like, it was painful. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And I was so lucky, I was at my previous job with the most amazing doctor. And the second I walked in, like, She poked him with sedation. He didn't have to, like, be in pain. Sean was home as soon as it happened, and we ran him right over. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not happy, but it is what it is. We started doing even more extensive training with Arlo, and we stopped letting him get on the couch, and we were crating him every day, like, when we weren't in the house because it's not his fault. You know, he's a dog. He got overstimulated. He didn't mean to do anything. Mm -hmm. Well, we forgot to crate him one day, and he went after the love of my life, Felix, my precious, precious baby boy. And thankfully, it was not serious, but he did rip out a chunk of his fur and bit him. And so we had to make the very difficult decision to humanely euthanize him as well. And I know this is a tough subject. And some people might have things to say. Mm -hmm. But I also know there are going to be other people who understand that that's part of pet ownership. And, you know, we did all the things and all the steps. I just don't want to waste all of our time talking about it. And it ultimately... Was not successful, and with my goddaughter being little, you know, I couldn't risk that anything could happen to her. Mm-hmm. So all of that, I got COVID again. Um, it's like thrice at this point. It, it's constant. So then, like, I have to call and report it when I get it because I do the home test. So like, I'm not a dick. I call and I'm like, hey, you're like one I of thought. the good ones because
1: most people wouldn't even give a shit.
0: Oh, I call every time. I'm like, yeah, and a positive I, test.
1: Most people don't even think about doing
0: that. I yeah, I don't know why. Maybe because like my previous job, like we always said whatever. And so then I get a call, and they're, like, wanting me to, like, do this – essentially, like, run some tests and stuff about long COVID. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't really feel like doing all this. So I'm still thinking if I'm going to, like, do it. But I – like, I don't get anything out of it. It's not like, mm-hmm. here's this pay trial. They're just like, hey, you've had this a lot back-to-back. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's – That's that. That's that. And obviously, things have been very stressful and difficult. I got a promotion. Yeah. So, so yours is a so start.
1: <laughs> literally. Well, I mean – but a heart. It's great, but it's friggin, it's a lot to yeah. be at the top of 120 people.
0: It is a lot, especially because, like, I mean, you haven't been with the company, like, crazy long. Two years this October. Yeah, like, that's, not yeah. like, a crazy long time. And you've yeah. really climbed the ranks very quickly and, like, been really working your ass off, so. I know, I work a lot. Yeah. Usually, probably more, like,
1: 55 yeah. hours a week. And then school.
0: Honestly, My like, I don't of school. know how you do it. Because even when you lived at our place, like, it was even longer because you had that huge commute to work. But I swear, like, I wouldn't see Maddie all day.
1: And then you would just see her for, like, a half a second. I would scoot in, heat something in the microwave, and then scoot to bed.
0: And when she says (laughs) heat something in the microwave, she means, like, a nugget. She means like, a single (laughs) nugget because she had no time. It's a miracle if I eat some days. I'll, like,
1: realize that it's 4 p.m. and
0: I'm like, oh, I haven't consumed food today so i didn't used to do that since i've been smoking i do it all the time and i also cannot but I binge like i'm so nauseous unless mm-hmm. i smoke mm-hmm. it's horrible and like when i say unless i smoke it could be like one good bone wrap like i need yeah. something to yeah. like get the juice pen pen hit yeah but as we say every time we have the best fans because you guys are also stoners and probably don't even remember the last time you listened to an episode or care.
1: I know. So, you're like, wow, I didn't even realize it had been 16 weeks. Yeah, like, okay. Oh, <laughs> Good job. Welcome back. Just so. kidding. I've had a couple people be like...
0: So. Oh, really? well, I Kylie. love her Stop, she's precious But we appreciate you guys sticking with us And just understanding that this is how we're always going to be Because we don't have the luxury of doing the podcast full time Yeah You know, we have to work, we have jobs We Unless have y'all
1: want to blow it up and then we can do it full Well, yeah. I probably
0: would still have a job No, I fucking would not, so <laughs> <laughs> Tell your friends, hi to your kids, hi to your, your wife Because <laughs> they, well, I should probably say the R word uh, you know. <laughs> also, I do have to say this. I just saw a TikTok, and it was the most profound thing I ever heard. Mm-hmm. And she said, instead of saying a blank ist, mm-hmm. you know, for the mm, for the essay mm-hmm. assaults, she's like, no, I don't want it to be an ist, like a therapist, mm-hmm. like a manicurist. <laughs> I want it to be an er, like a raper. Like she's oh, like, oh, I shouldn't I, have said that. Well, well, it's fine. Too late. Yeah, she <laughs> was like, no, I don't want you to be. She, but seriously, she's like, no, you're not a rapist. You're a raper. You did an you aggressive, evil raped. act and. There was words she used to like reference it, but it was like a other words that ended with "er," and she was like, "Think about it like that versus like therapist, like mentalist, like you've been." It's, no, she was like, "It's not a fun thing. You're a sicko." And I was yeah. like, "You know what, girl? You're right. You're right." TikTok be educating me. I love TikTok. Well, we're doing the first half of Jamie Ramsey. so I'm gonna get going because it's lengthy. Because you know there have been some updates, some kind of things. Circling around in the media and I was like you know This is a good time and then I got Confirmation because then I was watching Criminal Minds And there were two separate episodes Within the same binging session in which they referenced That case Ooh. so if you guys Would like this to be the one that blows up The answer is yes we the accept The answer is you may So m- moving on I'm also <laughs> Blind and definitely this is too small Okay so John JonBenet Patricia Ramsey was born On August 6th in 1990 which made her a Leo. The other way, you can see it bigger. No, don't lie to me about this. You fucking are accurate. Mm -hmm. Madeline is is the brains of this operation. Um, (laughs) I'm not the looks or the talent, so I'm still trying to figure out my place, but here we are. Well, nor am I, so. Mm. Oh,
1: wait, before you start, I have this gift from matching (gasps) necklaces that uh, my coworker made for us. Is that weed in there? Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? She needs to open her Etsy shop if she's listening. but well, what um, is,
0: what's it going to be called so we can, like, drop it, a name? I know. She internet. needs to do
1: it so that I can – I don't think it has a name. I'm going to – I'll message her.
0: This is the coolest thing I've ever – I'm to right thing? now. Wait, I
1: actually have, um, like, some that she made in their little jars with, like, a nug in it, and it's CBD flower.
0: This is so – guys, okay, let me describe so this to cute. you right now. So it's on a little gold chain, and then it's a – circle piece of resin at Mm -hmm. the end of the chain just clear resin with just a little weed nug in it and it is the cutest shit I've ever fucking seen Mm -hmm. but because it's like a real weed nug like a person who doesn't smoke or care would just think it's a piece of a flower right like it's like a leaf Mm -hmm. so you can wear it like if you're not trying to advertise (laughs) your status I have a fat neck so let me see if I can make this work but yeah she needs a nutsy shot let me check for my fat neck ladies fat neck ladies it fits Love it. We're solid. Inclusive. Yes. We like an inclusive brand. We do. Okay. Let's go back. So, yes. Jean Monnet was a Leo. For those of you who don't know, the typical attributes of a Leo are they're usually in some type of, like, fame, some type of, like, show business. It's very common because Leos are very confident. They're like the peacocks of the Zodiac, and they know it, That's and they're interesting. proud. And that was her. T O T. Um, People born on that date specifically are said to be exceptionally ambitious with a need to live up to their own potential from an early age, Um, which, like I said, that was her. She wanted to be in those beauty pageants. She wanted to be doing those things. She had a very high standard for herself and she enjoyed it. Um, She was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Most of you probably know that this actual case took place in Colorado, but she was born in Georgia. Her dad's name was John Bennett and her mom was Patricia Ramsey. Um, I'm just gonna say This has nothing to do with anything But I find it super weird That they name their daughter A combination of both their names Like Benay Ramsey Well Jean Benay is her first name Like mm-hmm. Your first name is your dad's name Essentially mm-hmm. And it's like I don't know Weird vibes It's weird Cause like I know It's like a common thing Like you know is My it? goddaughter's middle name Is her mom's middle name oh. well. But I find it self-serving I don't like it It's weird that's just my own opinion. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> um, but let's see. So she was the youngest of two children. She had an older brother named Burke. Um, and at the time of her death, she was only six years old and he was only nine years old. Um, just bear that in mind, because as we talk about the suspects and yada, yada, um, Patricia Ramsey, uh, her mom was a former beauty queen who went on to become Miss West Virginia of 1977. And her father was a multi-millionaire businessman, um, and honestly, like, they were very doting getting her whatever she wanted, you know, making sure she had the best stuff for her her beauty pageants and stuff. Like, there was nothing to indicate they didn't, like, spoil her in every way possible. Like, they had money, and they were happy to spend it on their kids. Um, but, of course, you know, nothing's ever how it looks on the outside. Never. Um Maddie's very busy. She's cleaning her fingernails. Right I
1: know. Now. I have stuff under them, but I'm also listening. It's called multitasking.
0: First of all, I wasn't judging you.
1: You were. She just said today. Everyone can tell that, that was a judgmental tone. Okay. Well, I apologize. Thank for you. You're welcome. It's called getting things done. You're
0: <laughs> like <laughs> it's called being. I almost said a multitasker. Mostly though, like, because there was something, there's something
1: under my nail and it was bothering me, and now I've now I've moved on to the the rest of it, and That's I there. can't stop.
0: I mean, to be fair, I'm a fidgeter, too. I'm not even judging you. I'm sorry. I should have never even said it. You're right. You passed Um, it. (laughs) So (laughs) when I was doing research, I actually came across an article in the National Enquirer. And this particular article highlighted several drawings that Jean Benet had made Mm -hmm. that it didn't really go anywhere. Like, these weren't really like ever considered strongly in terms of her death, all that. But I find it very interesting because I looked at all these photos and you can pull up the national Enquirer and just like search her and mm-hmm. this article will come up. So anybody that wants to look at the photos can, cause I, there's a lot of them. So I don't want to post them anywhere. Um, so to me immediately looking at them before I read any of the descriptions, I was like, Hmm, that looks suspicious. And I'll go over some of those things. Um, Each photo, um, the excerpt comes from renowned forensic psychiatrist, or psychologist, I'm sorry, Dr. Carol Lieberman. So the first photo shows four stick figures. In the image, it's, okay, so they're all lined up. Two of the faces have what the article refers to as malevolent eyes. So essentially, in two of the faces, they're circle eyes, like normal eyes. The other two, they're straight lines, and they're angled, like, upwards. Mm -hmm. So it looks like somebody, like, yelling and, like, kind of squinting their eyes, To me, that's how it looks. And I guess that's what they mean by malevolent. Hmm. Um, One stick figure had a smiley face, so the third one. And then the figure she drew of herself had no face at all, which I know just from Criminal Minds and shows I've watched, like that's usually an indicator of negative feelings. And Dr. Lieberman stated that when someone is faceless in a drawing, it often means that's me. I wish I could disappear. Like you're trying to. even as a child. So, like, child artwork, there's a lot of studies in how they convey trauma through art. So I just found this really interesting. Um, The next self-portrait stood out to me immediately. Um, I will say, uh, and I think I've mentioned it a bunch of times, but I am a survivor of, you know, sexual assault. And so certain things... I always kind of look at things from that perspective, even when I don't intend to. So maybe to another person, it might not stand out. But I instantly was like, oh, that looks like a vaginal opening. She's drawing on her clothes. It's like a oval within an oval with like little shaping. And that's, like I said, before I read anything, that's how I saw it. Mm. So the next self-portrait, um, let me see here. She drew herself in a t-shirt. And the image on the front, like I said, on the t-shirt, looked like a vaginal opening. And she um, drew that image over and over again in multiple pieces of art across the entire article. and other How art. old was this? When, when she was six. When she was a child, yeah. And we'll get into it later, but it is later, like, confirmed that they believe that there was sexual assault, like, prior. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Dr. Lieberman was quoted stating the line. So, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't describe it very well. She, in the drawing, she's a stick figure wearing a t-shirt. Around the knee area, there's a circle, like, as if it was the bottom of a dress or a pair of underwear, but there's no top. Mm. So it doesn't look like the bottom of a skirt mm-hmm. because there's no top. That's it looks like pulled-down underwear. Mm. Yeah. So um, Dr. Lieberman stated, the line that encircles her bottom half could be a barrier of protection to stop anything from penetrating her. More literally, the ring could represent her panties. Um that's her exact quote when they asked her about the image. Mm. So those are just a few of the numerous drawings that were in the article. Um, another former school psychiatrist, Dr. Jeffrey mm, Menzies, um, he's actually now an associate psychology professor with Morgan State University. Mm-hmm. He was also quoted in the National Enquirer article. He stated... All these things together would make me ask further about any type of sexual abuse, exposure to sexuality or inappropriate behaviors that could have been exposed to or that she could have been exposed to at a young age. Dr. Um, Menzice also told the Inquirer that the mental health professionals findings reinforced charges by investigators that John Binet suffered prior vaginal intrusions months before her death. So not vaginal intrusions. Someone was literally putting things in her. No. Yes. Regardless, and I gotta say, who gets? Us? I have reached fucking maximum capacity for sex trafficking, for sex abuse, for bullshit. Fucking jerk off like the rest of us. I
1: know. Well,
0: that's not what we. You know what I mean? You just touch yourself like the rest of us. Watch porn. They have all kinds of weird shit. Like, just go find your. Th- leave people alone. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sick because I personally believe, as we get further into it, I believe. I just, I believe it has something to do with her family. Maybe not like her parents, because they were like, whatever. But mm-hmm. anyway, so um, in 1999, a grand jury actually indicted Patsy and John, so her parents for child abuse, but not sexual abuse the Boulder, Colorado District Attorney Alex Hunter refused to sign the indictment. um, So no formal charges were brought and the Ramseys were ultimately exonerated. So there has been a lot, a lot of debate that the Boulder police made a lot of mistakes and they do not want it to come to light. And so they are refusing to cooperate with the investigation. The reason that I'm bringing up this case right now is because the current update, because it's not really like a resolution, but the current update is that There were two DNA samples found on, I believe, on her clothes. The Boulder PD needs to, like, release the case in order for these private attorneys to then test this against, like, it's like one of those, like, Ancestry.com things I want to say. And I apologize. These these things are all coming out now. So I did my best to research, like, the reality of it. But essentially, they are trying to get Boulder to release. And they're not going to because I personally choose to believe that they were negligent. Sorry. I don't care. Sorry, Boulder. Like, there's nothing... There's no reason to not give a family peace. There's mm-hmm. no fucking reason. Mm-mm. Sorry. Okay, maybe you made a mistake. It was a while ago. Like, move on. So, um, that's, you know, a lot about Jean Benet, kind of, who she was as a person, as best as I could, you know, find. She was six years old. She did not have a very long life, unfortunately. Um, so I want to talk a little bit now specifically about her murder. Um, according to an article found on, um... 9news.com. The last day that John was seen alive was Christmas Day of '96. Her parents went to a Christmas party with friends, and then John, her dad, put her to bed when they got home. 911 um, dispatchers received a call the following morning at 5 52 a.m. The caller was Patsy Ramsey, her mom, and she reported that her daughter had been kidnapped and that she had found a ransom note. Mm. So that's the other thing that's weird to me, because the person clearly didn't take her, and a person who intended to take someone and then accidentally kills them is not going to take the time to fucking leave you the ransom note. No. I'm sorry. I don't feel that way. The article goes on to state that police arrived only eight minutes later, and they searched the house, but their house was so fucking big that they weren't able to find her, or much much to suggest, like, a break-in at all. Hmm. Um, It wasn't until 1 p.m. on December 26th, so that day that a second search of the home led to the discovery of her body, and her father discovered her. Let me get that. Just one hey, don't, let it don't let me have any more. Don't let
1: me have any more. Is he mean, nasty, and rude? He is mean, nasty, and rude. Oh, God. Hold on. How did, it point, how did they find her that much later?
0: Yes, well, they were rich, so I am I am just presuming their house was fucking massive. And oh. it, it talks about the, where she was found, and it was, like, a hidden kind of area.
1: They just don't have, like... Any idea where she is at any given moment? Please hold, I'm trying not
0: to <laughs> Please hold. it <coughs> Okay. We're good. Okay. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay. It's old. She was discovered Mm -hmm. by her father, John, in a basement room that wasn't really used. Um, Unfortunately, I am going to give a warning right now because I am sick of not knowing and then being caught off guard. When I was researching, (coughs) there are active photos of her dead body Mm -hmm. with her face that you can find. Mm -hmm. And I nearly wanted to die. So please, if you want to do your own research or you're interested after hearing this episode... Please know that if you search it and you hit images, it does pull up instantly pictures of her dead body. And I am not going to recover from that. Really? So, yeah, On I Google? can. Yep. I can do it right now. Fully I dead? This, fully dead. Naked? Her face. Well, you can't see her whole body in the pictures I found. Oh. But like tied like with this thing around her neck. Yeah. Oh, no. <clears throat> You'll see. Oh, no. Um, But I'm giving you a warning because that to each their own. I've seen a lot of dead bodies in this research, but I was not prepared for a child's dead body. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So she had sustained a broken skull from a blow to the head and she was also strangled and a, I, I don't know what this is. A garret was found tied around her neck. Basically in the image I saw, it was like a loop around her neck and um. let me see. I can't remember if in the picture I think her I can't remember if she had a shirt that was pulled down or ripped or if she didn't have one at all all. but honestly I did click away pretty quick like as soon as I saw the picture I was like oh god Mm. and I like went out um the autopsy report stated that her official cause of death was asphyxia by strangulation associated with cranio-cerebral trauma and her death was ruled a homicide this case generally Mm-hmm. Generate. I took one thinking, and like, I generate generate. <laughs> <In general. laughs> Sweet Jesus Fuck it generated worldwide um, public media Interest in part because her Mother um, mm-hmm. was a former beauty queen And had entered Bonet Into a bunch of beauty pageants and this was a time In which th- there was a lot of conversation As to if this was exploitative Like mm-hmm. that was you know a- It is correct, mm-hmm. But to be fair From all accounts that I read JonBenet seemed to really enjoy like getting dressed up like she seemed to she, I will say she did mm-hmm. seem to really like getting dialed up and getting her outfits and stuff and she generally seemed to yeah. enjoy performing which you know some of those kids on Toddlers and are they're <laughs> like I don't want to spray it in and they're like crying as oh, they're yeah, being yeah, chemically yeah. basted. They're 100% Let's just say like okay if, my, if I had a child and they came to me repeatedly and they were like I want to do this thing of course I'll support you but mm-hmm. I'm not forcing my kid in anything mm-hmm. <coughs> um, I'm so sorry On January 1st, 97, about a week after her death, John and Patsy made their first public comments on the case in an interview with CNN. Patsy said, the only reason I will go back to Boulder is to help them find who did this. That's the only reason. And I will do that. Um, In February of that year, Boulder District Attorney Alex Hunter, and that's, that's the same guy, by the way, who exonerated them for like sexual abuse. Um, he announced a Dream Team investigative task force and vowed to bring the murderer to justice. That didn't happen. Um, the task force Shocker. included forensic expert Henry Lee and DNA specialist Barry Sheck, who were both previously involved with the O.J. Simpson defense team. I mean, that should have been mm. a warning right there. I mean, but they got him off, so I guess that's the, if that's what you're trying to accomplish. They're um, good and, at getting people off. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> in April, <laughs> Hunter said John and Patsy Ramsey's uh the, sorry, economic words, that the Ramsey's were under an umbrella of suspicion but no conclusion had been reached. Authorities had already cleared John Bonnet's adult half-brother and half-sister, who I didn't mention before because they didn't live in the, the home and her nine-year-old brother, Burke who was at home on the night of her death. hmm Which he went on to do like some interviews and stuff too. <coughs> The Ramseys were interviewed separately by police on April 30th and again by district attorney investigators on June 24th. Around the same time, the Ramseys ran a newspaper ad offering a $100,000 reward for information on their daughter's killer. You're a multimillionaire. You can do better than $100,000. Um, mm, yeah. But I guess when you don't want yourself to be found. As for for the ransom note, police determined early on that it was written on paper obtained from a tablet in their home. Good. Mm Mm-hmm. So that even further leads me to believe. So, okay, earlier when I was saying that um, the ransom note, like if you accidentally killed a person you were meaning to abduct, you wouldn't have time. Well, then I was like in my head, well, maybe they brought the note with them because they were prepared. But no, they Mm. wrote it when they got there. So you break into somebody's house. You accidentally kill someone. You're worried about being caught. You take the time to write a ransom note on a piece of paper before or after and then accidentally kill a kid by striking her in the head And choking her. Because she probably fought for her fucking life. Yeah. I hate people. Anyway, for, uh, yeah, sorry, it was written on a notepad from their house. In June 97, a Colorado Bureau of Investigation analysis determined that John Ramsey didn't write the note, but that the results were inconclusive on Patsy. Hmm. On September 15th, 98, a grand jury was convened to investigate the murder. Thirteen months later, on October 13th in 99, District Attorney Hunter announced that the grand jury was being disbanded without an indictment. No one would face charges in the death of jean Bonnet. So you mean to tell me that they're not covering up all their shit?
1: You mean to
0: tell me. What probably happened is they offered a $100,000 reward and then offered a million dollars to the police department for their lies. hmm. Guys, I do be coming in here with some brazen ass accusations with no basis whatsoever. I mean, it seems true to me. It's just my feelings. Um, Hunter said in a news conference that day that he believed he didn't have enough evidence to warrant a filing of charges. So I guess the daughter being dead in the home, her body being hidden in a room that only her dad found, her having two sets of DNA on her and vaginal intrusions. Mm -hmm. I guess that wasn't enough to look further. What probably fucking happened is... This is honestly, can we just say probably paid the police off. I have a true genuine theory about what happened to this child. I want to say it. I think the dad was, this is just my, my opinion. Just truly just being like, this is what I think has nothing to do with any evidence. Let me just be clear. I think the dad was sexually assaulting her. Mm -hmm. The mom found out and got jealous and killed her. Mm. I 100% believe that. I believe that bitch got jealous. And then the dad had to help her like cover it up. And he like, couldn't be mad at the wife because he's the one who was boning the child so that is just what i will like that's what i will always you know what
1: i'll never understand is like what kind of absolute mental illness do you have to have to want to live with somebody like that for the rest of your life where you have like
0: you're gonna let that person You're I'm like digging your you're claws let that into them by holding you after they pet child.
1: Right, like through blackmail and attempt. like
0: It's disgusting. First of all, if what I kind found of life out that, that my husband was doing something with my child, the only dead body would, would be, be his. his. Correct. And me and my child <laughs> would be on a fucking all inclusive paid vacay with a therapy resort. Mm-hmm. You better and my child will never have to wonder if they're gonna be Protected <coughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's the, guys, it's the COVID, like it's fucked me yeah. up the long covid the long it's the lifelong covid no anyway. i just don't get it like why but that's my legit theory yeah also i need you to text your co-worker and real quick and ask her what the name of her shop is gonna be called because i'm gonna drop it in this episode okay. and then they can all look out for it when it comes out and then i'm gonna make a tiktok about it too when her shop goes live <laughs> also watch us on tiktok guys and by us i mean me and my pets so about 13 years later The Daily Camera reported that the grand jury had voted to indict John and Patsy Ramsey on charges of child abuse resulting in death, but that Hunter had refused to sign the indictment, believing he couldn't prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt, which is what I said before, just reiterating. Um, The Nine News legal expert Scott Robinson said in 2013 that he felt that Hunter did the right thing. Robinson said that... um, Signing the indictment would have compromised any future prosecution of a possible intruder. So essentially what they're saying is his reasoning for not indicting them is that that would make it very difficult to then rule in a possible intruder later because it's like essentially leading like the Mm -hmm. no matter what the jury is going to have this idea in their head because of that. Um. He said um, Robinson in a previous interview said he wasn't sure there was much anyone could do in advancing the case with the absence of new DNA evidence or a verifiable confession from the killer. The case is as cold as can be, he said. Patsy Ramsey died on June 30th, 2006, after a long battle with ovarian cancer. So, I know I shouldn't speak all of the dead, but I still think it was her. So, she didn't leave, live to see the day two years later, when the Ramsey family was cleared of suspicion in the case. So, look, they were ultimately cleared, but mm-hmm. not by me. On July 9th, 2008, Boulder District Attorney Mary Lacey wrote a letter to John Ramsey that said significant new evidence convinces us that it is appropriate, given the circumstances of this case, to state that we do not consider your immediate family, including you, your wife, Patsy and your son, Burke, to be under any suspicion in the commission of this crime. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's probably when the million dollars hit Lacey had taken uh, the case from the Boulder Police Department in 2002 because she thought the police department wasn't investigating active leads outside of the Ramsey family okay I'm gonna give her credit on that because at least she was like look we haven't gotten anywhere we gotta try something mm-hmm. <coughs> these mics are new and these coughs are gonna be so loud
1: they are indeed I, the audio is just I can see how much bigger it is in our old mics
0: <laughs> it's aggressive and I'm really don't listen to this in the car I know um, oh my god we're gonna kill someone I know Her conclusion was based on DNA that was left behind on John Monet's panties and long johns. Ew.
1: Mm -hmm. I hate the word panties. It's a quote, so I had to.
0: Panties. DNA that she believed could crack the case if it could be identified. The most significant thing to me was we now have pretty irrefutable DNA evidence, according to the DA's office, John Ramsey told Nine News in an interview. And that's the most significant thing to me. And certainly we are grateful that they acknowledged based on that we certainly could not have been involved. I don't think that's true. BPD reopened the case on February 2nd, 2009. Department the department said they would treat the case as a cold case, inviting in veteran investigators from various state and federal agencies to participate in an advisory task force. Then police chief Mark Beckner said at the time. Um, police had investigated more than 140 people as possible suspects in the case. After more than 12 years, the bottom line is that we still have an unsolved homicide, Beckner said in a news release. This effort will be focused on reviewing the case and evidence uh, from beginning to end in the hope that we will come up with new ideas on efforts that could lead to additional effort- evidence. We are doing this for jean Binet. Over the next few years, the Ramseys' home in Boulder was listed for sale for $2.3 million, and that was in February of 2011. John Ramsey remarried in July of 2011, and then the house was listed for sale again in 2014. Jean Monnet's adult brother, Burke, appeared on Dr. Phil's show in 2016 to talk about the murder, and he filed a $750 million lawsuit against CBS and others over a docu-series on the case. Um, he did ultimately reach a settlement in 2019. Also in 2016, um, that I don't know what I wrote here. Well, they had the lab results from Jaminet's clothing. That's what I was trying to say. The same DNA evidence that Boulder DA Lacey believed exonerated the Ramseys and would crack the case examined by three outside forensic experts. It was the first time that data had ever been independently evaluated and the experts agreed that the DNA results didn't prove that an intruder killed Jean Benet. So they did not prove an intruder. I don't know how else I can say.
1: I I don't know how else I can say. I don't know, like,
0: how else to help you. She doesn't have a shop, by the way, yet. And she doesn't have a name for it? I don't think so. Does she only make these little, like, weed resin things?
1: No, she does a lot of different jewelry. I think I have another... uh... But does she do like a lot she
0: of like these things too? <gasps> That's beautiful. And it has a matching
1: necklace and earrings.
0: Guys, this bracelet—it's like the same. And I can't explain it, but her mm-hmm. gold chain that mm-hmm. she selected is a very good shade of gold. Mm-hmm. It's like a real. It doesn't look like. Chintzy. Yeah. Um, but this one has like these really like ro- beautiful, like, like little transparent greenish blue circles on it. It's really pretty. <laughs> okay, we'll I'll tell her to get her shit together.
1: No, I know. I've told her already. <laughs> if you're listening,
0: we'll what? do the tick nah, But no, Um she
1: said it'll be n- up and running in the next couple weeks, so then I'll just we'll drop it then.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely pl- uh plug it. it's no, it. so cute. Because honestly, this necklace, like I cannot stop. I'm obsessed with it. it. I was up, so happy. Up. When you gave it to me, I was like, "What well, present. And then I saw it and I was like, I fucking know what that is. I know it. Um, anyway. <coughs> anyway. Male DNA was originally identified in Jaminé's underwear in testing in the late 90s and in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Lacey, who left office in 2009, ordered new DNA tests in 2007 and 2008 on her long johns and nightgown, and it was those tests that led her to exonerate the Ramses. So, what I'm hearing is there was a sample in her underwear. Nobody says shit about it. I'm dead. There's a second two samples that aren't her parents. Okay, so you let somebody run a fucking group on her? I'm dead. There's three samples. It's three samples? There's three samples on this child. Three? Three samples. samples. And we can't. Thri- thrice. Thrice. I've asked you thrice. <laughs> I'm dead. Let me see what page on Three
1: okay. fucking samples.
0: Three. T H <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to help you. Um, Okay. The forensic experts who examined the data determined that the DNA profile that Lacey said belonged to the killer might belong to multiple people. No matter what, There are multiple people who assaulted this child at minimum. And everybody's just acting like that shit didn't happen. We're all just like, oh, the beauty queen that died in her basement. No. The beauty queen that had the audacity to be born happy and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And surely, as typical, the men could not control themselves. I'm so sick of that. Like how is that it reminds me of that Demi Lovato song, that twenty-nine, and she's like, I'm twenty nine and like seventeen wouldn't even cross my mind. Like you're like how does it even fucking cross my mind? I
1: literally see people on Tinder that are twenty-three and I'm like,
0: Bleh. Yes. Like, no. I couldn't even my You're a child. Age. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna blow up. Have spot, you ever but, like, even suffered? My nephew matched with Maddie one time on Tinder. We didn't match. Not match. I'm sorry, what does that mean? I don't you know. He just saw words. me. Oh, okay. He saw her on there. And he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm shooting my shot. <laughs> I thought he did. But he's younger. Yeah, yeah he's younger. Like, but, he, but I was like, that's sweet of you, though. He was like, you know what? He got my blessing first. And I was like, go for it. See, what happens. See how that the goes. The youngest I'm
1: willing to go is like 26.
0: The youngest I'm willing to go is death.
1: Like Sean so or death. Maybe
0: 25. Yeah, no. The new fling, it feels promising. We won't talk about it, but I like it. I like what it's providing energy-wise. There's nothing to speak about. <laughs> it's nothing like that. But, like, you know, fun times.
1: That's it all. Is fun times.
0: You get excited about fun times. It's better than, like, being married and I'm like, I think we had sex last month. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually put out <laughs> quite a bit last month. <laughs> <laughs> like, quite a bit. I was even, I impressed myself. I was like, who You're are like, you? Who am I? And why are you burning so many calories? Anyway. Yeah, no, I don't think I'll ever get married, honestly. Honestly, it's hard past. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't do it. Uh, I need a little bit of levity to break up this story because, you know, guys, when I go in on these long ones, it can be like soul sucking sometimes. It can. Um, Okay. Nine WTK and the Daily Camera obtained a report sent to Lacey's office three months before she cleared the family that said it was likely more than two people contributed to the mixtures on spots on the Long Johns. Oh. So likely three people or more. Okay, So you don't hear a whole ass orgy going on in the basement While you're at this Christmas party I fucking hate people Um, After eliminating Bonnet's DNA The remaining DNA contribution should not be considered A single source profile Is what the report says Based on the 9WTK And daily camera investigation uh, BPD and prosecutors Decided that it was time for a new round Of DNA testing What Nine News legal expert Scott Robinson said eight years ago is still true on the 25th anniversary of the case. It's very cold. Mm -hmm. Over the past five years, there have been no public developments in the investigation. As of December 2021, BPD said they have processed more than 1,500 pieces of evidence, traveled to 19 states to interview more than 1,000 people, followed up on 21,016 tips. This article was updated as of December 2021. Hmm. I'm actually cruising through here. I think we can get it done on one episode, guys. I'm going oh for I'm going. She's going. I'm ready. So now we're going to talk about some theories because, as you know, I clearly have very strong theories in my mind. So mm. we're going to talk about some of the, like, the common theories. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two main ones. One is the family member theory. So Boulder police initially concentrated almost exclusively upon the parents, John and Patsy Ramsey. According to Greg McCrary, a retired profiler with the FBI, like Ingram of lines. um, Statistically, it is a 12 to one probability that it's a family member or a caregiver who is involved in the homicide of a child. The police saw no evidence of a forced entry, but they did see evidence of staging of the scene, such as a ransom note. They did not find the Ramseys cooperative in helping them solve the death of their daughter. The Ramseys had said that their reluctance was due to their fear that there was would not be a full investigation for intruders and that they would be hastily selected as the key suspects in the case, according to the daily camera. One theory is that Patsy struck John Binet in a fit of rage after a bedwetting episode and strangled her to cover up what had happened. I don't, I don't buy that so much because why would you strangle somebody to cover up beating somebody, but whatever. After mistakenly yeah, thinking she was sense. already, de- Oh, after mistakenly thinking she was already dead from the strike like she hit her I, so I didn't read these theories I actually just so you guys know I copied these from Wikipedia because I wanted to be surprised about the theories mm-hmm. so I didn't read them so this is the first time I'm hearing them and I'm excited <gasps> I know it's like oh so this theory postulates that she hit her over the head in a fit of rage over bedwetting then to cover it up but like what did you do to cover it up you were like alright I need some jizz oh <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody says that like I don't think I can't okay Oh no, uh, not um, the jizz yeah. However, Patsy did not have a known history of uncontrolled anger. John Bonnet's, uh brother later said, we didn't get spanked, nothing of the sort, nothing close, nothing near laying a finger on us, let alone killing your child. Theoretically, the strangulation could have been a red herring aspect to conceal other elements of the assault and killing. So for those of you who don't know, because I didn't find this out until I was about 25, mm-hmm. the red herring is like, the false distraction. So, like the red herring in a movie when you think this person's the killer and oh, you yeah. make it really, really obvious that it's that person, but it's not. That's mm-hmm. a red herring. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it took me so long. That and finding out that it's espresso and not expresso oh espresso yeah and i was like oh there's not an x inside Expresso. there's not a single x and people like let me get that espresso espresso please espresso
1: double quick bitch if you can <laughs> give me one shot of the espresso so now
0: i'm like shit do i stick with Dom <laughs> or do i switch it up so here mm-hmm.
1: we are
0: um burke her brother who was nine years old at the time was interviewed by investigators at least three times the first two interviews did not raise any concerns about him a review by a child psychologist stated that it appeared that the Ramseys had healthy, caring family relationships. In 98, Boulder Police Chief Mark Beckner said during during an interview with a news reporter that Burke Ramsey was not involved in the killing of his sister. In May 99, the Boulder County District Attorney's Office reiterated that Burke Ramsey was not a suspect and the investigators never considered him a suspect. To be honest with all those like DNA samples, even if they proved to be part of his that, that would lead more towards child abuse at his age. Anyway, like mm-hmm. that's not, he's a, he's a child, he's nine years old. So regardless, even if he was involved, like to me, that kid needs help. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, they offered, a, the Ramses offered a $100,000 reward, even though they're millionaires in a newspaper, April 27th, 97, three days later, more than four months after the body of their daughter was found, they submitted for the first time to separate formal interviews at The Boulder County Justice Center. Um, sorry, I was rereading that and I felt really dumb. In '99, Colorado <laughs> Governor Bill Owens spoke out telling the Ramseys couple to quit hiding behind their attorneys, quit hiding behind their PR firm. Good for you, Bill Owens. Oh, 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 god, I accidentally highlighted, highlighted something I didn't want to. What? No page of my own. Okay, where am I? Where is life? A Colorado grand jury voted in 99, as I said, to indict the parents. Um, the indictment cited two counts each of child abuse and said the parents did unlawfully, knowingly, recklessly and feloniously permit a child to be unreasonably placed in a situation that posed a threat of injury to the child's life or health, which resulted in the death of JonBenet Ramsey, a child under the age of 16.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like they get it. Mm hmm. Among the experts who testified in the case were DNA specialist Barry Sheck and forensic expert Henry Lee. On October 13, 1999, Alex Hunter, who was that district attorney, again, like we said, refused to sign the indictment, saying the evidence was insufficient for prosecution. The public thought that the grand jury investigation had been inconclusive. In 2002, Hmm. the statute of limitations on the grand jury's charges expired. The grand jury's vote to indict was not revealed publicly until October 25th, 2013, when previously sealed court documents were released. Um, The case of JonBenet Ramsey, a show broadcast on CBS on September 18th and 19th of 2016, used a group of experts to evaluate the evidence. The group theorized that Burke hit his sister in the head with a heavy object, possibly a flashlight, after she stole a piece of pineapple from his bowl, perhaps not intending to kill her. They, perhaps not intending to kill her and honestly he's nine years old like
1: when why my, would you have to say perhaps i mean i guess he <laughs> could have been intending to when kill my her t- but it's
0: nephews were little my sister-in-law's two sons one of them bashed the other one over the head with a baseball bat and yeah. then ran when he saw blood and ran away yeah and was like not like ran, they were fine he was a child he like ran like away from the parents like in the yard sure. or whatever and they were like oh my god like he's bleeding but like he was fine and they took him to the hospital and did what they needed to but it wasn't he was not trying to murder his brother he got right. mad right. probably Guys, I'm sorry, but it had to be recorded today, so deal with it. (laughs) Um, They suggested that the ransom letter was an attempt to cover up the circumstances of jean JonBenet's death. On behalf of Burke Ramsey, his counsel filed defamation lawsuits against CBS, the producers of the program, and several of its participants based on many of its claims. Which, by the way, we know he won. Hmm. So you can't just go around saying that unless you're me. But mm-hmm. the reason I can say it is because I made it very clear that I have no DNA in my possession, except for my own. And um, I don't know shit. I don't know shit about shit. I don't know shit about shit. Okay. Um, the second theory is the intruder theory. Because really, like, I mean, there's only two options. A family are or, or a random intruder. was an intruder. Yeah. Um, the, blah, 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 the police and the prosecutor followed leads for intruders, uh, partly due to the unidentified boot mark left in the basement room where JonBenet's body was found. That always gets me like a person can't have a pair of shoes they throw away, but whatever. Um, early persons of interest included a neighbor named Bill McReynolds, who played Santa Claus. Um, Chris Wolf, a local reporter whose then girlfriend reported him as a suspect family housekeeper Linda Hoffman Pugh, and a man named Michael Helgoth, who died in an apartment suicide shortly after her death. Hundreds of DNA tests were performed to find and match the DNA recovered during her autopsy. In a 2003 defamation lawsuit related to the case, Wolf versus Ramsey, involving the Ramseys publicly identifying an early suspect in the case, Judge Julie E. Carnes wrote, There is virtually no evidence to support plaintiff's Wolf's theory that the Ramses murdered their child, but abundant evidence to support their belief that an intruder entered their home at some point during the night of December 25th, 1996 and killed their daughter. Also, everybody's talking about the murder, the murder, the murder. Why am I acting like the DNA can only be jizz, by the way? Let me just recant that. It can be other things. It just... There's other DNA. The joke just came to me, okay, and it's not funny. I just didn't know what to do. Um. So I'm like, but what is it? Is it sweat? Is yeah. it saliva? No, up? it's
1: not sweat. It would have to be...
0: No. Can you get DNA from sweat? Google it. I need to know. Can you get DNA from sweat? It's a body secretion. I don't think so. I bet you can, guys. Okay, it's time. I'm going to keep going while she looks it up. Mm-hmm. Lou Smith, a detective in the case, assessed the evidence and concluded that an intruder had committed the crime. On the night John Bonet was killed, there had been two windows that were left slightly open to allow for electrical cords for the outside Christmas lights to pass through, uh, a broken basement window, and one unlocked on door. Smith's theory was that someone entered the Ramseys' home through the broken basement window. Critics have questioned this theory because there was an intact cobweb in the basement window. The steel grate that covered the window also had undisturbed cobwebs. Only if there's skin
1: cells in the sweat.
0: Ha! So it can be. Alright, well it can be, but only if there's skin cells in there. By the way, can we just A++ for the the people, the critics who were like, no, there's cobwebs undisturbed. You lying ass. They didn't go through the window. <laughs> um, that is so true. Though. Yes. So uh, the foliage around the grate had been undisturbed as well, and they were not happy about that. Um, there were also cobwebs in the tracks of various windows, and dust and debris were on some sills. Smith believed that the intruders subdued JonBenet using a stun gun.
1: No evidence mm-hmm. of that.
0: Okay. Then took her down to the basement. She was killed, and a ransom note was left. Smith's theory was supported by former FBI agent John E. Douglas, who had been hired by the Ramsey's family. All right, guys, I had to take like a quick like real cough break because I was like dying. Um, Believing that the Ramsey's were innocent, Smith resigned from the investigation on September 20th, 98, five days after the grand jury was convened against the um, Ramsey's. While no longer an official investigator on the case, Smith continued to work on it until his death in 2010. I always feel bad for, like, people, like, cops in particular, investigators who die in the middle of, like, cases Mm -hmm. or, like, family members. That, like, I hate that. Author Stephen Singular, in his book Presumed Guilty in 1999 and then revised again in 2016, refers to consultations with cybercrime specialists to argue Jean Bonnet attracted the attention of child pornographers and pedophiles affiliated with with the child pageant scene. Singular further believes that the investigation was overly focused on the Ramsey's parents um, hampering investigation into alternate scenarios and the Ramsey's were not responsible for the murder other than perhaps unwittingly exposing their daughter to sexual predators. uh, Singular speculates this scenario explains why the grand jury did not recommend indicting the Ramsey's parents for murder, but for child abuse or endangerment for placing their daughter in a risky situation. So essentially what that is saying is that why they wanted to indict them for putting her in a risky situation is that by putting her in these pageants, they could have inadvertently exposed her to sexual predators which that I don't necessarily agree with. It's like, I'm not going to say that because I took my daughter to the movies and she wore a nice dress that I attracted sexual predators. Mm -hmm. No, sexual predators need to control their fucking penises. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's (laughs) why they like brought it up specifically that way. It was determined that there had been more than 100 burglaries in the Ramsey's neighborhood in the months before her murder. There were 38 registered sex offenders living within a two mile radius of their home. In 2001, former Boulder County prosecutor Trip DeMuth and Boulder County Sheriff's detective Steve Ainsworth stated that there should be a more aggressive investigation into the intruder theory. One of the... Oh, I'm on page 10 of 11, guys. You've made it. <laughs> woo! Woo! One of the individuals whom Smith identified as a suspect was Gary Howard Ol- Oliva, who was arrested for two counts of attempted sexual exploitation of a child and one count of sexual exploitation of a child. What? So three? All right. Okay. <laughs> so three um, counts. Okay. In, <laughs> in 2016, according to Boulder's Daily Camera, Oliva, a registered sex offender, was publicly identified as a suspect in an October 2002 episode of 48 Hours Investigates. The killing of Jean Benet... The Truth Uncovered broadcast by A&E that aired on September 5th, 2016, concluded that an unidentified male was responsible for JonBenet's death based on forensic DNA analysis of evidence. In the documentary, DNA and forensic scientist expert Lawrence Kobolinsky stated that an unidentified male committed this crime. But I've been told that there's multiple DNA samples. It's fine. The district attorney's office investigating pedophiles indicated to former Denver prosecutor Craig Silverman that the district attorney's office followed the intruder theory. The Ramseys developed a relationship with district attorney Mary Lacey and her office, which was criticized by authorities such as the city's mayor, Leslie L. Durgan, Silverman said. Once you have conceded the possibility of an intruder, I don't see how any Ramsey could ever be successfully prosecuted. Gordon Kumbas joined the office as an investigator under Lacey uh, when they were testing Jaminé's clothing for touch DNA, which I guess is the non-Jiz DNA. Hmm. Not sure. Um, he also said that Lacey strongly supported the intruder theory and talked about it with the staff. So here's the thing, though. Like, you're already saying they're in cahoots with the family. So you're not being subjective. No. Unfortunately, and I'm not like so hell bent to believe it's them, but I'm just like, it's just too it's suspicious. It's also if you really look at it, it reads as if a person like didn't know how to kill her. Like they were like, let's try this. Then mm-hmm. let's try this. Then let's try this. Uh, anyway. Mm-mm. I lost my spot. Oh, yeah. So she talked about it with the staff even. Um, so like she clearly feels one way about it. Although he was not directly involved with the case, he said he was told not to voice opposition to the theory because he might lose his job. It just seemed weird, the whole premise of this attempt to influence the entire agency, he stated.
1: Hmm.
0: Alexis Valoren Reich, then known as John Mar- Mark Carr, oh, okay, was arrested in Bangkok, Thailand on August 15, 2006, following a false confession to murdering Jean JonBenet, a 41-year-old school teacher, um... That's who he was, a 41 year old school teacher. Claimed he had drugged, sexually assaulted, and accidentally killed Jean Bonnet. According to CNN, authorities also said they did not find any evidence linking Reich to the crime scene. In the confession, Reich had previously um, provided only basic facts that were publicly known and failed to provide any additional convincing details. The claim that John Bonet was drugged further cast out on the confession because the autopsy indicated no drugs were found in her body. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, Reich's DNA did not match the DNA found on her body. Okay. We're on page 11, guys. You are the MVPs. On October 26, 2006, Reich sent an email to Bill Hammonds of Bill's List, seeking a literary agent to help publish a manuscript that some might find controversial. Reich later sent emails under numerous pen names, including Daxis the Conqueror. This isn't even there's no vowels, but it's Dirk Perns, I guess. And Alexis. Reich later changed her legal name from John Mark Kerr to Alexis Valoren Reich, or Delia Alexis Reich, according to a Washington State driver's license, after coming out as transgender. However, Samantha Spiegel, who gained a restraining order from Reich, alleged Reich only intended to undergo a gender reassignment surgery to get closer to younger girls in a child sex cult called the Immaculates. So... This is also, you know, probably leading to a lot of hysteria that men are just fully willing to mutilate their entire bodies. If you want to get closer to young children to sexually assault them, I doubt your MO would be to remove your sex organs or switch Mm. them. Mm. Just saying. Let's just calm down on the trans people and let them live their lives and figure out how they want to live. Okay? I'm feeling very protective (laughs) of my fam. Maddie's about to die, you guys. We're supposed to record four episodes, and I can let you know this is probably going to be the only one we're doing. (laughs) Mm -mm. No, she's going to make it? Okay. Mm -hmm. She's definitely like, okay. Uh, So where do things stand today? So Smith, Mara, and Anderson, two of the lead investigators, stated new DNA markers found could then be tested in the format required to do forensic genealogy. This means that the Ramsey family would like the Boulder, Colorado Police Department off of the case, which will allow for the release of DNA for the aforementioned testing. So this is the one thing that has me being like, somebody in this family does want to find who did this because they're like, come on. Um, <coughs> as you can imagine, they refuse to remove themselves from the case, which is fucking selfish. Um there has been no determination made from Governor Jared Polis about removing Boulder PD from the investigation, despite more than 20,000 signatures from an online petition, according to an article I found on the hmm. Um So as new information becomes available, of course, we'll update you. Um, it'll probably be well after everybody else has updated you, but um, that's how we roll, so. <laughs> okay, bye. Oh, Jesus. I'm okay. done. That's it. We don't know who did it. <laughs> Well, I believe I know, but... I mean...
1: (coughs) Well, there you go. That's it. Goodbye. Goodbye.